Good day, fellow hoteliers, and welcome to the Hotel Marketing Podcast. This is episode 239, and I'm your host, Pete DeMeo with Travel Boom. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Now, let's go ahead and get this show started. We're ready to kick this show off. Like I said, this is episode number 239. We're getting really close to 250 episodes, which is pretty cool. Today is going to be pretty cool because I have a great episode for you yet again. Today, what we're going to be talking about is 11 social media post ideas for your hotel. This is incredibly important because we're going to talk a little bit about some of the data from the most recent Travel Boom Leisure Travel Marketing Study. And what we found is, in general, social media does not influence a travel decision. That means it doesn't influence somebody saying, I'm not planning on a vacation at all. They see a post from you know, any town, USA hotel, and all of a sudden, they're just inspired to travel. That's not to say that social media is not incredibly, incredibly important, which it is. But what it says is that you need to make sure you're using social the right way to engage customers on their footing. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Before we do that, let me tell you a little bit about what we want to cover as well. Well, first of all, if you want the show notes, all you have to do is go to travelboommarketing.com slash podcast, and then use your thumb or cursor or trackpad or whatever you're using today, a stylus, let's say, and click on episode 239, and you get all the show notes as well as a link to the full article, which was written by Alyssa Fate and... While I'm going over 11 social media post ideas, she went overboard. She included 54 top ideas for a social media calendar for you. So even if you were to post once a week, and if you're a hotel, you should probably be posting more than that. But if just once a week, you pretty much have a full year of social content right here in this episode. That's why I think this is a pretty cool episode. And that's why I think you should stay tuning in. Before we get to all the good stuff, though, We have one thing that I definitely want to do. And if you're a regular listener, you're going to know what it is. With hotel marketing that cannot lose, now it's time for news a The news a is back, ladies and gentlemen, and that's pretty good because it's a big one. This comes to us from Search Engine Land, and the headline is, Microsoft will only show ads to verified uh, for verified advertisers starting August 1st of this year, 2023. Now, the day I'm recording this, which is the 8th of June, means that we really don't have much time to get verified. Now, if you're running any type of paid campaign pain on Google, as well as on Microsoft, you've been getting notifications that you need to verify your account because Google is doing it as well. What they're expecting is either a, a business license, an articles of incorporation, various documents of your company. And what they're trying to do is make sure that when somebody sees an ad, and again, we're talking about Microsoft today or Bing, if somebody sees an ad, you better be verified and you better be able to show Microsoft that you are who you say you are. Now, they're doing a lot of work to make sure that they nail down who the actual advertisers are and avoid spammy or phishing type attempts in PPC, which is great. We really appreciate that as a marketer because that means the ads that consumers see 
they're going to have more trust in them. So let's go ahead and take a look at this timeline real quick. First of all, you've already gotten the notifications. Typically by the end of June, if you're an advertiser, you need to be verified. New advertisers have to be verified by, by July before they can ever show ads. So if you haven't run a pay-per-click campaign or you're not been running with Microsoft or Bing, you need to do that before you get verified. Now, if you're already an advertiser, you have technically until August 1st to make sure that you're verified to serve on all platforms. After that point, they were only going to serve ads to verified advertisers. Now, what that, that tells me two things. One is I need to go ahead and get on it now because if, if you're the marketer listening to this podcast, you're probably going to jump through some hoops and do some explaining to the C-suite to explain what it is that you need business licenses for and, and whatnot. What we found is typically it takes you know a week or two to get all that data together to submit to, to Microsoft. Nice thing is you can use that same data and submit it to Google for, for verifications as well. So once you have that, you got to get that submitted and, and turned around. Otherwise, you won't, won't be shown. The other thing that's pretty cool about this, and I think it's a great opportunity for listeners and people who are pretty savvy from a marketing perspective, there are going to be people who are not verified. And what that means is that means competition coming out of the gate around August I would be surprised if it is a little bit less competitive. You might see your PPC uh, average cost per clicks reduced. You might see not quite as many ads showing for your brand. So knowing that, think about that and talk to your, your mark search marketing team and find out what it is that you should be doing to, one, get verified if you're not, but two, how will that impact your campaign's more tactical level changes moving forward? Do you need to be a little bit more aggressive in uh, your CPC, knowing that they, there may be less advertisers? Again, that part's speculation, but something to look into and see how that will work. So if you want to learn more, click on all the ads that you've, or all the emails you would have gotten from Microsoft and Google, or you can go to this article, which is at searchengineland.com, and it's the one from, uh, I believe this is June 6th is when this article came out titled Microsoft will only show ads from verified advertisers starting on August 1st. So that is the newsaroo for today. Hopefully you enjoyed it. If you ever find something that you think will be a good newsaroo, email it over to us at podcast at travelboommarketing.com. I would love to get that and stick it into the, the podcast. We have a little conversation about what it is that you think is good news information. That is the, the newsaroo for today. So let's go ahead and dive into this article. This comes to us from our very own Alyssa Fate, and the article's title is Social Media Post Ideas for Hotels. Now, in full transparency, this is not a brand new article. We've written this article and we've updated it several times over the years, and it's honestly one of the most popular sections of our website in terms of driving traffic. That's why I felt it might make a lot of sense to do a podcast about it and give you some of those tips. Now, like I said, Alyssa kind of went overboard. She has 54 tips or specific topics to include, but she also has it broken down by groups of post ideas. So that's what we're going to go through today. And we're not going to spend a ton of time. It's going to be a relatively short episode. I, every time I say that, I lie. So I apologize in advance. So let's go ahead and, and, and dive into this. So the very first thing I would say is, we kind of talked about it at the, at the intro, is we found through you know various studies that social media is not necessarily going to 
influence someone to start that vacation planning process. What we found is when we asked about you know, Facebook or Instagram or wherever that might be, usually it's less than 10% of the people we survey respond that's either very or extremely influential in starting that decision process. Where that deviates from how people are using social media is it's great for social proof. It's a great tool to engage guests who are already considering traveling. And for that reason, it's so important that you do have an ongoing presence and an ongoing presence as part of a community. What you don't want to do is have that set it and forget it type mentality of, I'm going to schedule some posts, I'm going to push them out there, and I'm not going to engage with my guest. The most effective social media campaigns all involved very proactive communications with other people on social media. I don't know the exact percentage of how you would divide this up, but it's pretty safe to say that for every post that you make, you should have multiple engagements in that post itself, but then also other posts that are about your destination, your area, whatever it might be. Be a great member of the community online and on social media. If it's Facebook, if it's Insta, if it's TikTok, wherever that might be, make sure you're a part of the community and not just someone who's lurking on the sidelines saying, sale, sale, sale. Because that part of social media really doesn't work well. We see it a lot of times where hotels, all they'll do is put out a offer for this week, an offer, an offer, an offer. If people only vacation once or twice a year, and that doesn't necessarily mean they're always going to your destination, you're falling on death ears a lot. You're going to have a horrible engagement, which is going to make it more expensive when you want to proactively pay to reach your guest. And it's going to make people ignore you even when they do see what you have to offer. That's why we have 11 ideas that will actually help you. So the very first one is about the property. And this is the one that probably is like the lowest hanging fruit. Find a way to find something exciting about your property that you can share with others that is a benefit to them. Now, that's not necessarily, you know, we hired a new GM and, you know, we think that's very important. That may be important for you, but the reality is it's not important to your guest. You know, we have one property and we found out they have free putt-putt. They have a really cool putt-putt course that they own, they manage. It's a lot of fun. It's an amazing amenity. And if you are a beach destination and you have a couple kids and you realize that, oh, if I want to go take them to play putt-putt or mini golf, whatever you call it, you're easily looking at $10 per person. So a family of four, you're spending 40 bucks. Immediately, I can play all the putt-putt I want at the hotel at a really solid putt-putt course and save 40 bucks a pop. That is a great benefit that you can share. But when you do that, make it more engaging than just, this is our putt-putt course with a little picture. Ask people what their favorite holes are. Ask them if they've ever got a hole in one. Little things you can do to just kind of spur that engagement. So that's the very first one. The second one is specials and deals. And again, I'm kind of starting at the lowest hanging fruit and going up from there. But it is pretty important that you do share specials and deals. Understand though that how you create those specials and deals has to be done targeting the right person at the right time. You, if you post out something out there that a there's a deal in three days and everyone on your audience is very far away, it's probably not going to be very helpful. Knowing that people are not quite yet inspired to travel, you want to create deals and offers that fit within the realm of your audience on whatever social media channel that is. With that being said, 
it's also important to keep in mind when you're posting an offer or something along those lines, the format that you use is going to be very different. Do not use the same thing you did on Facebook, on Instagram, copy paste it on Twitter, do a quick little TikTok about it. That stuff doesn't work. Make sure that you're being native in the platform that you're working with so that it gets the best exposure. From there, another great, great idea for a social campaign is groups and events. Everybody loves to see you know, pictures of beautiful weddings, of you know, events happening on the beach, in the mountains, desert, wherever your property might be. But take some time to really highlight that stuff. Because keep in mind, you're trying to create a messaging strategy and a long-term campaign that you're just dripping stuff out about your property all over. So people really start to understand that you may not just be a two-dimensional place where you go, you have a vacation and you leave. You'll make it more fun. But then also offer encouragement and ideas. So you, if it's a group promotion where you're talking about how, let's say, let's say weddings, give tips and tricks to help pers- a person plan a wedding. You know, it might be, you know, you, did you know that when you're booking a event venue that chairs might be extra? It's true. You want to factor this into your budget to learn more or to consider a, a stay at our property, check out here. P.S. Our chairs are free, whatever that might be. There's a lot of things you can do to make it fun and engaging. Uh, and again, if you throw it out there that we'll help you plan your wedding or event, be ready to respond to comments either directly in a thread or by DMing people who have individual questions. That's all very important to do. So that's pretty much the, the first three things that are very top line. You know, from there, we're going to dig into a little bit more about the area because the reality is people are not necessarily planning on visiting your property. They're planning on visiting your area and they don't want to get rained on while they're there. So they need a hotel and that's where you come in. So really lean into the area and make yourself the expert. Offer the, you know, the great Q and A's, offer the insights, show the hidden places where people can have a great time in your area. As you do that, what you're doing is you're broadening your reach. You're able to, let's say you're sharing a restaurant, make sure you're tagging that restaurant to kind of create that network. Because what you're able to do is find people who are interested in your area, looking for things to do. And then you can inject yourself in those conversations and injecting yourself in the conversation is incredibly important to that two way street. All right. So going from there, we have what one, two, three, four, number five, 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 which is Q and A post. These are so much fun, both from a hotel's perspective, but also from your guest and your your followers' perspective. Throw out some questions. Do an AMA type thing. You know, ask. I'm sitting in in Myrtle Beach today, and I'll be in uh, by the time I get this podcast is over. I've gotten back from Destin, Florida, but a Q and A Q&A would be incredibly helpful. You know, so if there was a property in Destin when I was going to visit that had a Q&A about, you know, the best secret, you know, best things to do on the beach or ask me questions and I'll, I'd say, okay, tell me how far it is from this point to this point. You know, can you take a golf cart on the road? All those kind of questions that you can kind of throw out there and make sure that when you do that, you're constantly priming the pump on that post with topic ideas, very engaging to people who respond and make sure you're you know not just answering a question but answering a question and then following up with more uh questions for that that guest 
And the reason that you're going to do that is you're trying to create that back and forth conversation because what you may find is you can, when you're using social the right way and engaging people, you can convert them from a passive person, maybe considering something to now having a relationship with you, which makes it a lot easier to book. And that's why question and answer posts are a really, really great way to kind of expand your reach. So going to there to the number six item on the list is increasing guest and fan involvement. This is what social is all about. Connecting with past guests, finding potential guests, making a deeper connection with them so that they feel really included in your social media, media presence. So if that's asking past guests to share photos of their vacation, or you know, if you know you have the permission of others, you know, asking people and sharing you know stories from, from the guest. It's a great way. This is where platforms like Flip2 and other uh, amplification platforms and uh, social proof platforms really come into their own, is they have a great fan engagement platform. Uh, and again, keep in mind, as we kind of go through this, these are all very top line ideas. If you go to the article itself, we, and this is where Alyssa broke it all down to literally 54 things about your area or tips and tricks or specific posts that you can do. Uh, you kind of go from there. I think one that's a really good one that I should have mentioned as well is a Q&A section. And also the, about the area, it does not have to be a typical post. Look at going live, look at reels, look at other ways that you can promote your area and your property without being so stuffy and stale like a, like a lot of hotels are, right? It's better to be fun and engaging and whimsical and it, you exude the personality that you want your guests to feel at the property. That is not talking like a general manager. That's talking like a friend who just got back from vacation. Be a little bit more edgy, be a little more fun, kind of, you know, poke and prod a little bit, make some jokes and, and have a fun time on social if you want to get anything out of it. So, and that also, that's obviously a big part of the one that we're talking about now, which is increasing guest and fan involvement. From there, the next one we have is user generated content. This is always one that's, obvious and great. It ties right into flip two and other things that you have, but if you've got great photography or you have, if you've monitoring your hashtags and your property appropriately, you're going to find where people are talking about your property already. So when that happens, the most important thing you can do is join the conversation. It makes perfect sense. You have someone who, in my case, I let's say I get back from my vacation in Destin, and you know, I say I had a phenomenal time at name of the property with a couple of pictures. If I'm that property, I should be jumping back in and say, we're so glad you had a great time. You had perfect weather. Did you know that the Blue Angels were practicing? I hope you were able to see them you know, perform their air show. All kinds of fun stuff like that to, to get that A-B conversation. And by asking the question, like, I hope you were able to, or did you see the Blue Angels? that's going to encourage me to start responding back to them. And just like if you're in a debate or you're having a conversation, you're not necessarily trying to convince the person you're talking to, to visit your property. They already did. You're trying to convince every one of their friends who's following the conversation to visit your property. Also, that's why probably of all the things we're talking about today, 
UGI is such an important part and that engagement is such an important part of a great social media strategy. All right, so so kind of coming from there, the next one we have, and we kind of hit on a little bit, but is driving engagement and actually just driving traffic. And that's where video becomes so, so important. We've seen it time and time again, and I'm sure you have as well, is text is barely acceptable, photos are better, but engagement through video is crucial. 360 views, video, whatever it might be that you want to use, very, very important. So look at the post that you're making now and monitor your engagement. Facebook has a lot of great analytics tools. Obviously, Instagram does uh, third-party tools if you're using Sprout Social or Hootsuite, whatever it might be. Look at what's getting the engagement and just do more of what works. If it's video, make that you know, a cornerstone of your social media strategy. All right, so here we go. We've got number nine, and this one is the most successful thing that you can do, and that is to give stuff away. People like free stuff. That is a scientific fact, and you can't get away from the from the belief that if you give something away and you say, raise your hand if you want it, more people are going to raise their hand. So think about your, your contests and your giveaways. Make sure that they are designed to spur engagement and spur data collection. And what I mean by that is, you know, if you say, hey, we're going to give away a vacation or you know, a free swag bag for, let's say, you know, Destin or Pensacola Beach, wherever that might be, it's not enough to say you're giving it away, you pick a name and you give it away. Get the engagement cranked up by, say, share your favorite picture of your vacation. Share your favorite story. Uh, you know, if you can get that engagement on the platform, that's ideal. And the giveaway is to that that platform. The other option is you can always send them to a contact contest signup form on your site so that you can hopefully convert those social followers to actual email recipients, which means you're taking them from the Facebook. Let's, let's say Facebook. When you're in Facebook, you're in Facebook's funnel. Their Facebook's job is not to send you business. Facebook's job is, is really proactively to not send traffic away from their website to you. So what you have to do is you have to give customers a great reason to, you know, stop scrolling, stop looking at, you know, Aunt Edna's, you know, baking pictures and their friends, uh, graduations, kids, whatever it might be. Cats are always there. You have to find a way to break the person from all the money that Facebook is spending to keep them on the page in contests and giveaways are a great way to do that. The other thing I'll say about contests and giveaways is a one-and-done strategy rarely works. That means the people who are already following you just got rewarded, but you're not doing anything to inspire additional traffic. So what I would say is just like you have a content calendar for your emails, for your content development, and obviously for your social, make sure that you have giveaways spread throughout the year. If it's once a week or once a month, whatever it might be, but make sure that your followers know all about it. Make sure they know that, hey, every Monday, the first person who comments on a post wins a free you know, water bottle or you know, once a month we give away a free vacation you know, for someone who shares the best picture. Whatever it might be, make sure your guests and your followers know what's coming down the road. 
From there, you know, this is not so much necessarily a social media post idea, but depending on the, uh, the channel that you're on, make sure you're following hashtags that are relevant to your location and jump on the bandwagon when something big happens. There's nothing wrong with, uh, you know, if there's something big in, you know, Myrtle Beach, they have the Carolina Country Music Fest. So there's going to be a CCMF hashtag. If you're in the area, make sure that you're leaning into that. You know, it could be, you know, five best places to eat during CCMF, whatever it might be. And, and you know, using those hashtags so that people who are looking for that, you're going to be injected in that conversation. And again, just like with everything else, you're not a wallflower that's sitting back saying everything once in a while. You're jumping into the pit. You're hanging out. You're talking to people. And you have a very fast response rate so that you are seen as a real member of a community and not someone who's trying to just sell something. And kind of from there, the 11th kind of topic that we have is, it's a broad one. It's called other. And that is pretty much anything else. What I like to think about when I say other is repurposing your website content. So if if you have a great article about 10 things to do in July or best places for New Year's Eve, once that's written, share that content and engage with it. Drive people back to your website when it makes sense. If it's a holiday promotion, there's nothing wrong with you know, saying happy Thanksgiving, you know, having a picture of a turkey on the beach or whatever that might be. Make it fun, make it engaging, and use all of these things combined. So if it's a holiday giveaway, maybe you know that holiday for you is Black Friday. And every Black Friday, you give away a vacation for the very first person who does whatever it might be. So, so kind of think about that in terms of how you can kind of tie this all together. But more or less, there's 11 items or groups of things that you can do right now for your hotel to succeed on social media. Like I said at the beginning of the podcast, social media is not going to spur someone to decide to start traveling, but it is going to spur someone to choose your property when they are ready to travel, or if they're already planning on traveling and they're still shopping for their accommodation, that's a perfect place for you to have that ever-present, uh, I said ever-presence presence, which makes sense, but you want to make sure you're there and helping out. So those are the topics. There are 54 things that you can specifically do, and we have that broken out down to a very, very granular level. So don't get too stressed about not knowing what to talk about. In social, if you go to travelboommarketing.com slash blog slash social media post ideas hotels, you will have everything you need to really put a real awesome campaign together for for this year and moving forward. We're heading into the summer. So if you're a tourism destination, this is the time to be obviously making the money. This is the time to be engaging with your guests and creating that great UGI content. Get out there, do some Facebook live videos from from your property, from the beach, from the mountains, wherever that is that you are, you really want to lean into it. And if you do that, you're going to find out that social media does have a great return on investment. Now, that's the last thing I'm going to leave you with on the social media part is social is not just a money pit. Do not go into social saying, oh, I'm going to post some stuff because it's what I have to do. Think of social no different than your PPC campaign, your email strategies, your other paid media campaigns out there, you need to be able to tie a return on investment to what you're spending 
either from a paid perspective on social or from an organic perspective. We're all so busy that if you can't measure, you're going to end up pushing those things to the side. So tagging is incredibly important. Making sure that you have everything configured properly so you can see the the performance, not only just in the, the platform analytics, but in GA4. Make sure you have GA4, it's time's running out. But all of that is, is incredibly important. Set your KPIs now so you can start measuring against them. And like we always say, ABT, always be testing. There's so many great ways to run tests and optimize on various social platforms that you are a fool to not take advantage of it. That's it. That's all we got. So that is social media post ideas for hotels. This is a must read, I think, for any hotelier. And I really do hope you, after you listen to the podcast, you check this out. Uh, if you're driving, as a matter of fact, just hit the brakes right now, right in the road, wherever you are, pull out your phone, go to travelboommarketing.com and read this article and explain to the police that you have so many great ideas for their social media posts as well. I, I don't know. But that is all we have for you today. I do hope it, it's helpful. If you want to learn more, like I said, go to uh, travelmarketing.com slash blog. If you want to ask us any questions, hit us up at travelboommarketing.com slash podcast. And from there, you can share feedback, leave ideas for shows. Definitely find us on LinkedIn, which is our preferred social media channel at slash company slash travelboommarketing. And with that being said, I think we've pretty much covered everything that I want to cover Welcome to summer, everybody. Hopefully, if you have kids, they're done with school and they're not driving you nuts around the house. And even if they are, just take them on a great vacation. We uh, we all live in the hotel world, but we don't spend enough time actually enjoying everything that we try to get our guests to enjoy. With that being said, appreciate it. This is the end of the episode, and we'll be back in our next episode with a very, very special guest that you're going to want to tune into, and we're going to dive into really what a a large property management and hotel manager has to deal with on a day-to-day basis that we can use to help our independent hotels do a better job. So that's what to tune in for. Thank you so much for joining. And with that being said, Travel Boom is, oh man, you got to wait for a little bit longer. Travel Boom is out.